This is Ryan Grant, Green Bay Packers, and I'd like to introduce the Acme Packers podcast. I am very excited. I absolutely love the... Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> With Packer People 12 and Big B. Big B, nice to meet you, Big B. Social media fans, if they traded up to get Jordan Love. Carry the G. Packers legendary quarterback, Brett Humley. MySpace and the Cheesehead TV common. Okay, that, that's just stupid. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Your names are awesome, so everything else is good to go, but let's... uh. Let's have fun talking about Packer stuff. Go Pack, go. What is going on, everybody? It's Pack People 12, joined by my co-host, Big B. What is up? For another episode of the Acme Packers podcast, we have quite the list of things to talk about today. The NFC North, how they did in the draft and free agency, and a brand new segment. We, uh, we hope to have this segment every week, but I'm pretty excited for it. We got it all set up. We're taking each team one by one, looking at the trades they moved this made this offseason, their biggest losses, biggest additions. Uh, starting off with the Lions here, slow draft, a very early pick. Jeff Akuda in the first round and DeAndre Swift in the second. So pretty much two first round talents for them. Then you got Julian Aquara, Jonah Jackson, John Simpson, a wide receiver from Wisconsin, Quintez Cephas, and a defensive lineman that I like, John Pinassini, the sixth round. So a pretty good draft for them. They pretty much went all offensive linemen in the later round. And then uh, the elephant in the room for them is the fact that they traded away Darius Slay for a third and fifth rounder. They also lost offensive lineman Graham Glasgow and Rick Wagner, Wisconsin and Packers legend. So their biggest ads, they got Desmond Trufant to replace Slay and Shelton Danny Shelton from the Patriots as a defensive tackle. Do you think there will be a noticeable difference in the Lions secondary without Slay? A minor mm-hmm. um, difference because I feel like Desmond Chufon is a downgrade, of course, from Darius Slay. Yeah. They will think, uh, I do think they will downgrade, but they got Jeff Okuda. So in a couple of years, I think he will be a stud. Yeah, I don't. I, who knows how long it will take him to develop, but I think day one he will definitely be a, a solid starter for them. So for the Bears, first of all, they still suck. Yes. In the past few years, their drafts have been ruined by the Khalil Mack trade. But this year, I absolutely love their draft plan. The first round, they got their 10th wide or tenth tight end on the roster, Cole Komet. You know, I was I was pretty excited. I was thinking they only got nine tight ends. So I think... I think we might have a little bit of advantage over them. And in the second round, oh, well, they had two second rounders, not a first rounder. Pick 50, they got Jalen Johnson, a corner from Utah. And after that, really, they didn't have a pick in the third or fourth round. Three in the fifth going corner, defensive end, wide receiver. And they had two in the seventh, uh, both taking offensive tackles. I, like, I don't know what they did with their draft picks, where they went, but these past three years – have they had a first-round pick? Definitely not so. these past two. And then maybe the year before was Trubisky. So they really yeah. haven't had a single first-round pick. Yes. So that's that's fantastic. Cole Komet is a very interesting pick. Their biggest losses, Nick Kwiatkowski, who went to the Raiders, I believe, and HaHa Clinton Dick. Uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. The biggest additions, Nick Foles, <laughs> the quarterback of the future, Jimmy Graham, <laughs> and Jason pick forty eight Spriggs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, times three. We're all laughing here. Yes, I mean, I get, so first of all, even if you're not in the division, you see 
that Jimmy Graham, past two years with the Packers, his last year with Seattle, is not a a weapon. Yeah. Okay. But then you have to play him two times a year, and you see, all right. Aaron Rodgers' only two picks in 2018 came from when Jimmy Graham dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. So you got to think they they know a little bit better than other teams not to give them a two-year, $60 million contract. But they did anyway. Yeah. So I love that. That's yep. great for them. They traded their third and a fifth for Nick Foles. And who do you think the Bears starting quarterback is week one? It's that's 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 hard. Mm-hmm. Um probably Trubisky though. I think mm. Nick Foles will still be the backup. Yeah, I can see going either way, but for some reason I think the Bears still have faith in Trubisky. But um it, there's no doubt Foles is a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know what their plan is with Foles. He's definitely not their quarterback of the future. You'd assume they'd have some role for him when they're trading up a third and a fifth, but yeah. from their already depleted pick class, but that's whatever. Mm-hmm. But a team that had plenty of picks in the NFC North is the Vikings. So they had two first rounders from the Stefan Diggs trade. So they traded, yes, they traded down. I forget who it was, but they traded from pick 25 uh, down to pick 31. But in the first round, they got Justin Jefferson from LSU at pick 22, Jeff Gladney, a corner from TCU at 31, Ezra Cleveland from Boise State in the second round, Cameron Dantzler, a corner in round three, and defensive tackle James Lynch from Baylor in the fourth round. I'm not going to go through all these picks because it's insane. They got 15 of them. Linebacker Troy Dye, corner Harrison Hand. Let me see if I recognize anyone else in here. Nate Stanley, a quarterback from Iowa in the seventh. So, I mean, looking at that, me, like, if you are able to know about when you're going into the fourth round, fifth round, and you know some of those names, it's like, wow, they must have had some pretty good value. But it's also like uh, articles from CBS about a guy doesn't mean they're good, that great value. But I think Troy Dye's an excellent player. Ezra Cleveland can be a day one starter. And Jeff Gladney and Justin Jefferson definitely are. They added all those players in the draft, but they lost a lot. They had $1.6 million in cap space to start the offseason. That is obviously not a good situation to be in. So they trade away Stefan Diggs. They pretty much traded Diggs away for Jeff Gladney. They, they released Everson Griffin. They released Xavier Rhodes. They released Trey Waynes. They let Linval Joseph walk. They released McKenzie Alexander and Andrew, Andrew Sandeo. That is a lot of starters. That is. Um, their biggest additions are <laughs> their only free agent signing really was Tajay Sharp. And other than that, all their additions came from the draft. That's not that's not good. Either yeah. way, it's not good. Their biggest, my favorite move, though, uh, they signed Kirk Cousins. They extended him for two years and $64 million. That is a pretty Gotta penny it. for a Gotta choking quarterback. Yes. Had to release all these stars for us because we had absolutely no cap space. Lexus, let's extend Kirk Cousins now. So... so uh, looking at their wide receiver depth chart, 
Number one, Adam Thielen. Two, Justin Jefferson. Three, Tajay Sharp. Four, Ola B.C. Johnson. And four, or and five, K.J. Osborne. Who? Um, yeah. Like, Adam Thielen is the only one who I would say I have seen anything great in the NFL. I don't know what they're going to – I like, the Packers wide receiver depth chart is much more comfortable than that, in my opinion. So – Talking about our Packers, we already spent enough time talking about the draft and free agency, but let's talk about it again. Yay! While, yeah, while we're on, let's just look at it in terms from comparing it to the to the rest of the NACNR. So, first of all, the Packers, they, they use free agency to fill holes, and they use the draft to get more weapons. Not yes. the weapons that most people were thinking of, but Jordan Love at pick 26 A.J. Dillon at 62, Josiah DeGuara, the fullback slash tight end at 94, Kamal Martin and round five, three six-rounds picks all on offensive linemen. Seventh round, we got a safety and a defensive end. Obviously, we didn't feel the needs most people expected us to, and I think most people are mad. at Like Rob Demosky asked Aaron Rodgers, it's the reason you were frustrated with us because it wasn't a wide receiver or that it was a quarterback. And I think most people are mad both ways. It's like, mm-hmm. I've, you know, if we would have got it, if we would have traded up for Denzel Mims in the second round, I think a lot more people would be happy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like I said before, I, the Jordan Love pick, Jimmy just pissed off and it yeah. just ruined the entire draft for everybody. Yeah, that second night. Just, and just everybody just said, just said we suck at drip drafting so AJ Dillon pick sucks the Guaras suck everything else sucks like it just ruined everything for everybody yeah that second night was really hard because <laughs> yeah. especially after the AJ Dillon pick I was like I mean alpha first reactions I was not happy with it at all I was so pissed yeah it's like especially when you're spinning there like oh you know Denzel Mims is falling pretty hard he might fall to us and he goes three picks before you and you get a running back. I'm like, Jamal Williams, my guy. So when you pick yeah. a successor, pretty much, that makes me more pissed off mm-hmm. than most people. So <laughs> I'm still a little salty about that. So our biggest losses this year, uh, Brian Balaga, Blake Martinez, and Kyler Fackrell. You said, you said Brian Balaga wrong. Brian Balaga, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I Balaga is really the only that I would see us – I mean, it's you can't really say we'd lose a game because of a right tackle, but we're definitely going to struggle. We definitely downgraded from him. Yeah. Do we upgrade from Martinez? If Kirksey stays healthy, exactly. Prob- probably. Yes. Uh, Kyler Fackrell, we got it. Really, it's just allowing Rashawn Gary to get on the field. Our biggest additions, free agency: Christian Kirksey, Rick Wagner, and Devin Funches. I think. <laughs> funny to me because it's the same people that are complaining now that we didn't get a big name wide receiver in free agency that would be complaining if we didn't have enough money to extend Kenny Clark or Aaron Jones yeah like Aaron Jones is more than a running back like he's a football player like he's just a massive weapon for Matt LaFleur's offense Agreed. Lane Taylor, offensive guard, took a pay cut. That's that's the big news for the Packers. <laughs> I, I I like it. 
Yeah, I, I hope he gets to stay on the team. And yeah. I saw him in real life once, so it's like, uh, yeah, good luck, man. I got last guy training camp. <laughs> awesome. And now for the new segment on the Acme Packers podcast. Aloof, condescending, arrogant, difficult to work with. You said Aaron Rodgers was overrated. The media will try to push that narrative. And if I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd ask to be traded. To hell with all of them. This week on The League Hates Us. It is The League Hates Us. So we're just going to be showing clips or stupid predictions we see on Instagram, Twitter, um, or from shows, radio shows, Colin Coward, Skip Bayless, that we think, what are you thinking? Yes. And just so we have a chance to, uh, to voice our opinion. So, first of all, let's start off Colin Coward, the herd. We'll, we'll criticize Colin himself later. But he, he had a segment on his show. Colin finds the best city for quarterbacks based on their personality traits. And Colin, loving to fit the Aaron Rodgers needs to leave Green Bay right now narrative, says Aaron Rodgers needs to be on the Los Angeles Rams. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. He's a celebrity. He's handsome. He's a little aloof and cool. He should be the L.A. Rams quarterback. If they did a movie about the L.A. Rams and they needed a quarterback, it would be Aaron Rodgers. That stash, man, turns people on. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with any of those. I mean, you know Colin just had his team full of intern riders go on there and think, what quarterback would be good in Los Angeles? And so, okay, you know, he says that about Aaron Rodgers. And then he says Carson Wentz belongs in Green Bay. Carson Wentz. Small town, big arm, regular dude, hunts, fishes, and you just feel he's going to kick back with a Budweiser. He actually feels like the Green Bay Packers. It does make sense. I yeah. mean, it makes sense. <laughs> so this is what is going on on national – well, I don't know if it's national, but this is what's going on on TV during May. This is what Colin Coward is talking about. We need sports. Yes. We need baseball. We need basketball. We need – anything at this point like i can't take this anymore yeah i i don't understand really who is colin's audience you know like who is you think there's some people watching this that are like oh yeah colin just has some great takes you know today he said that aaron Rodgers would be a great personality for the rams i just love watching him so much who is who is letting colin on the air to say this stuff like i'd rather watch Maybe Jason Witten struggle at commentating for three hours and watch two minutes of the Colin Coward show. I, it's not really something to be mad at. It's just like, here we go again, pushing the narrative that Rogers needs to leave Green Bay for no reason. He's a handsome man. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's some great content for Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, something that we've been seeing a lot of lately, saying the Packers are going to suck this year. I don't know why. I guess because they – didn't draft a wide receiver. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, so NFC playoff chances. The 49ers at 94. This is from Sportsline on Instagram. said, San Francisco, 90% chance. New Orleans, 85. And then we have a massive drop-off to Minnesota to 66.4% for Minnesota. Seattle at 65.2. Then everybody's favorite team, it seems like. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 58%. And this is just, this is a little bit odd here. Uh, Chicago 
at 42.7% and the Packers at 38.5. And the team below them is the Detroit Lions. Like this, this tells me that people are very stupid, first off. But the Minnesota Vikings, this tells me that the Minnesota Vikings are one of the best teams in the NFC. Then it tells me that the Chicago Bears are better than the Green Bay effing Packers. Then that the Detroit Lions are just a little bit worse than the Packers. Just a hair worse. Yeah, you know, the Packers, they, after they took a wide receiver, that just, or they didn't take a wide receiver. I mean, oh my God. How, how are, that, what is the Darius Smith going to do now? What is, like, do you know what's going to do to Aaron Jones morale? Like, this is totally different than last year. This is a totally different team. Yeah. So, like, 10 people. Whoa. Yeah, Jordan Love just ruined this whole team. And then I saw something else today on uh, Team Rogers on Instagram. He said, Aaron Rodgers had 8,500 passing yards and six interceptions in the past two years. So, the top comment says, Aaron Rodgers, the last two years in quarterback rating, 12th and 13th, which is pretty good for a 36-year-old. Yes. Aaron Rodgers in the last two years in completion percentage, 21st and 26th. Okay, so you're going to acknowledge that. that uh, can we, we also acknowledge that there has been so many games this season where the wide receivers cannot catch a ball at all. Mm-hmm. And then you're also going to acknowledge – Rodgers in throwaways the last two years, first and first, yards per attempt, 17th and 17th. He throws so little interceptions because he throws the ball away most of the time. Is this your declining goat? Yes, it is. That is yes. my declining goat, actually. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. It's like the two-sided fight of the Packers. Oh, they never gave Aaron Rodgers any weapons, and then – Aaron Rodgers sucks. It's like, oh, who are you fighting against? <laughs> what is your point? Are you trying to say that Aaron Rodgers just never utilizes his weapons or that the Packers never gave him any weapons to begin with? And he, he's so low on completion percentage. Well, then shouldn't he have a lot of interceptions? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me, their argument there. And like people got to remember that Aaron Rodgers' arm isn't as strong as it used to be, like in the Super Bowl. If you watch the Super Bowl over, oh yeah, he's just slinging that football around the yard like it's yeah. just beautiful. And I went half of his incompletions on the year came from the Week 17 game against the Lions. Mm-hmm. Like so, he overthrew all those guys. He's definitely taking chances. So I think, I, the thing that pisses me off is like when people say. Rodgers never had any weapons. Yeah. Jordy Nelson. Well, did. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy <laughs> birthday to Jordy Nelson. Devontae Adams, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb. Did I say Devontae Adams? Oh, no. We'll say him again because he's yeah. the GOAT. Um, who else am I forgetting? James Jones. Yeah. Like, he's got so many weapons yeah. in his career. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, and I mean, the, like, okay, the argument that the Packers aren't putting enough around Aaron Rodgers, that they should have five Super Bowls by now. Yeah. Look, okay, look at the best quarterbacks in the league. Besides Brady, besides Montana, and besides Aikman, you're not going to find 
Yeah, Bradshaw, you're not going to find too many quarterbacks that have multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, like Drew Brees has one Super Bowl, right? Yeah, his defense has always sucked. Yes. And the the year both – the year that Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees had a defense, had a, a monster team, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. You have to have – like, you look at that 2010 team, it's crazy. The mm-hmm. wide receiver weapons. And you're not going to get that – if we're going all in, if we're a win now team, which people like to push that on, yeah, then drafting T. Higgins, Denzel Mims, or trading up for Justin Jefferson, uh, getting a wide receiver in the first round instead of Love, they aren't going to push us to the Super Bowl. Yeah, in 2010, we had Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, James Jones. For, like, those are the guys you just said. And they all were crazy weapons. Uh, yeah. We didn't have – our running back situation was a little shaky. Yeah. But uh, we also had a great offense line, which we do now. Yep. But you look on the defense, Charles Woodson got injured in the first quarter, I believe. Uh, Tremont Williams. We had Clay Matthews, B.J. Raji, Nick Collins. So, I don't – you can't really say the draft, the Packers would go further with this draft. And I don't think there was really any wide receivers or any free agents they could have signed too much to help them out. Yeah. Like, Gutekind is trying to get us wide receivers. But yeah. the, either the asking price is bad or the value is just not there. Yeah, like you can't. Tried. Yeah, it's like we tried to trade for Robbie Anderson this year. And yeah. he would have been for us with us for ten games, yeah. Uh, which maybe would have been worth it for maybe a third rounder. I don't think he would have helped us win that NFC Championship game. And I truly think we're one, we're one huge breakout player away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean it has to be a big jump for somebody, yeah. but if we have. Montrevious Adams maybe become one of the best young run stoppers in the league this year. Then who knows? Oh, know, I guess. I think that's where we're gonna end it off. Hashtag Montrevious Adams. Don't get arrested again. Yes. <laughs> because we're counting on you. Yep. But other than that, thank you for watching and listening to episode seven of the Acme Packers podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Acme Packers podcast. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Peace.